Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. In a follow-up to our previous podcast on what is a clearinghouse, we thought it was important to look at what's important to think about if you'd like to make a change. We're calling this one Investigating a New Clearinghouse. Here are seven questions you need to get answered. So today we welcome back our go-to, Michael Skaplin, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Relationship Management at Axos to help us. Welcome back, Michael. Are you ready for this one? Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having me back. So the first question people want to know is, what does a clearinghouse stand for? That's interesting. And why is this important? And why is it a great question? Well, you really want to dive right into that one, huh, Doug? Just go uh, right after the jugular, go uh, into what uh, firms stand for. So it's a great question. uh, And it's one that should be asked by anybody who's entertaining uh, changing clearinghouses. So a lot of firms will tell you that they stand for uh, democratization of the markets. Uh, but what we found uh, is they stand for profitability and more of a gamification of the market. Um, but at Axos, when you ask what we stand for, we truly look to upgrade the financial services uh, and offer a more holistic approach and deliver a state-of-the-art fintech solution that's going to address all of their needs. We want to make sure that they can bank with us, they can do brokerage with us, and everything in between. So we've seen these disruptors come into the market with a vision of upending the markets. At Axos, we have a slightly different vision of the future. Uh, our tagline is clearing evolve. So our approach isn't to disrupt the market. Uh, what we want to do is we want to evolve it. We want to evolve it into a new standard, a new operating procedure and processes around the financial markets. And again, tie in everything from your, your banking and bridge all of the gaps between banking and brokerage all the way through. Longevity came up next. How long have they been in the business? Do they have a vision and the wherewithal to sustain changes in the market? Again, that's another, another really good question. So when you start to look at clearinghouses, you don't really want them learning on the job. You want to make sure that they've been steeped in the industry, that they have capable players on the field, people who know clearing and understand the business. They know how to follow a trade all the way through. And they know the implications of what a trade does, what margin means, how to leverage, how to protect the house. All of that comes uh, over time as you build up the intellectual capital to process different things. And having that longevity, being in business like Axis for, for 20 plus years, we've seen it. We've lived it. We've developed processes and procedures around it. So again, if you have your, your clearinghouse coming to market last year, do they fully understand what they're getting into and have they built the processes to protect the house? Um, at Axos, we've got seasoned professionals that not just know how to run our business, but we know how to support yours. Number three, potential movers obviously want to talk about capabilities. Can they handle the business I'm doing today as well as or better than my current clearinghouse? And again, that's, a, that's another good question. So if you're, if you're looking at 
multiple clearinghouses and you're trying to figure out uh, what they can do. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, contraction in the market lately. We've seen firms clearing houses flat out de-risking. Uh, so they're only handling niche pieces of the business. So when a broker dealer comes to me and tells me where they're clearing, I have a pretty good idea uh, just from the time that I've been on the street of, of what the capability of that firm they're at is doing. So it leverages into what that broker dealer can do with that firm. Uh, so when you start to ask the question of can they support your business, you have to get beyond sales. And I run sales. So what I do is I bring in other players. I want those broker dealers to sit down with my teams in operations and meet with the people and speak to the people who are going to be handling not just the overall relationship, but the day-to-day -day and the minutia of, of what they need done. So when you start asking questions and get past sales and get beyond that, is your clearing prospect, is the person you're, you're talking to at the clearinghouse, are they inviting you in? Uh, we do that. We invite all of our prospects to come out to Omaha. We do a lot of teams and a lot of FaceTime meetings so that the broker dealers are comfortable with how we handle their business. And again, getting past the sales, uh, the sales team, we go in through a deep dive approval process to make sure that we can support every business line that comes on our books. And if it's something that is too risky or has a concern to us, we will simply pass on that. Uh, and so one concern when you're talking about can that clearinghouse handle your business is, is that clearinghouse taking on all comers or are they ensuring that they can actually handle the business? So again, uh, you want to make sure that your clearinghouse, the one you're talking to or the one you're at, knows your business, understands it, and is willing to take it on. Question number four, do they have a particular expertise or something they specialize in? It would seem to me that a clearing firm must be great at most everything. And that's the last part is not exactly true, right? Uh, most clearing houses, when they want to try to specialize or be niche, uh, Axos, we're a little bit wider ranging. We're uh, into multiple business lines and, and have business, different business units. Uh, we're light and we're nimble. And we want to make sure that we diversify with those broker dealers because, again, within the last 10 years, we've seen uh, the tightening up of the market. We've seen uh, business line shift. We've seen risk change. Uh, but the broker dealers are always looking to expand and they don't know what they don't know. So tomorrow, a group of reps could fall out of one broker dealer, bringing a new line of business to another firm to another broker dealer. So that firm wants to make sure that they can expand into that, that new business. So most clearinghouses are, yes, they are well-rounded, but again, if you tell me what clearinghouse you're at, I can tell you what that clearinghouse specializes in, and then we can work around that because I know that they're targeting a certain niche in the market where ours is a little bit more expansive. So at Axos, you'll find equities, options, fixed income, foreign and local trading, alternative investments and mutual funds. Um, but you'll also find that across different business lines. So there are some clearinghouses that cater to institutional clients. So we do have institutional clients. There are some that cater to just retail or high frequency. We have firms that do all three of those across institutional retail and high frequency, which really allows them 
to diversify into their platform and spread out the risk so they're not all eggs in one basket and they have multiple business lines. Question five, who are their current clients? Do they have BDs that I compete with in their stable of accounts? I mean, this one, it seems to me like it's important. This is very important. So this one uh, is what the broker dealers should be asking themselves right away. One of the first questions they ask. So if you come to me and say, who is Axos? Who are your clients? What, what does your client base look like? We can sit down and have a conversation. I can show you that this is an institutional account and you've heard of them. Here's a, a large omnibus account and you've heard of them. And the, the information is out there uh, and can be found of, a, of who we clear for, uh, but we're more than happy to show you a handful of broker dealers that do what you do. And that's important because you know your competition better than we do. And we wanna make sure that we can handle your business. So if you see the person at Axos who you've been competing with for 10 years, well, then you should be asking why they're here, right? Do we have better capabilities than the firm that you're at? And the answer is yes, we do, because we can diversify that. We can send you into different aspects of the business and different business lines, but it's important to know where you're going because again, going back to one of the earlier questions, if your clearinghouse is taking on all comers, is that adding risk to your book? And the answer is possibly. There are business lines that are dangerous, that are business lines that are risky. And if your clearinghouse is taking all of those, if one bad trade puts the broker dealer out of business and rips into the clearinghouse, where does it leave your business? So knowing who the clients are, knowing if your competition is there is all important. But again, it's, it's knowing that that clearinghouse can handle your business and knowing that they have the right protocols in place to protect not only the house, but to protect you if uh, one of their other broker dealers falters. So you're getting into the red zone and question six is a big one, disruption. If I do make a move, what's the conversion process? Do they have a team to support my move? Moves are tough. I mean, this one's tough. This one's super important. It is. And the first six months in a clearing relationship are probably the most important six months because you're, you're moving to a shop, you're feeling them out as they're feeling you out. And you've gone through the sales processes and they have a good idea of, of the businesses that you do, but you haven't turned that on with that new clearinghouse yet. So not all conversions are created equal. They're very different dependent upon what your business looks like. And that's why the conversion part is very important. So what we do is we have overlapping teams that will cross cover you through that process. When my sales team brings in a prospect, it goes through an approval process and it goes through a committee. So all of the senior members are aware of what's coming in and they've approved that business. Once it's approved through the committee, it's handed off to a conversion team. We have multiple people in the conversion team that sit with you and start to understand what is the actual impact of the conversion. You're assigned a relationship manager in this time. So now you've got your conversion team. You've got your assigned relationship manager. Then what? Then you're assigned a trainer who comes in and starts showing you what the systems look like, where to get the reports, how to handle the processes at AXO. So now you've got three teams that are cross covering you. On top of that, you've got your salesperson 
who is always by your side. They stay in the mix as long as they can to help you get acclimated. Uh, and then you've got a client service team that underlines everything. So as you're getting into passwords and resets and system access, you've got the trainer, the client services team, your dedicated relationship manager, and the conversion team that sets up the hierarchy for everything. So for the first six months, you're, you're well covered and not just thrown out a bunch of people at you, but you've got dedicated resources in each of those departments to make sure that your, your conversion uh, is as smooth as possible. Okay, so you've got through question one through six and they're satisfied, and then they hit you with number seven. What's the future? What's the vision? Are they communicating with me? Are they effectively sharing their strategy moving forward? Yeah, so let's, let's break that down a little bit. Let's start with, are they communicating with me? Uh, at Axos, we believe in a tight communication with all of our clients. Uh, and recently, we just held our leadership summit out in San Diego by our Axos Bank home office. And what we did was we brought in and invited all of our broker dealers, as well as some large prospects, to San Diego to meet with us. And we talked about our vision, what we're building, what we're doing with an open line of communication. Our CEO was there delivering the vision of the entire firm. We had multiple managers and business units from the clearing side delivering the vision of clearing. So not only did you get an idea of, of everything that Axos as a whole was building, but the specific business unit that covers your broker dealer had the C-suite there so that you could hear directly from them what we were building. So in effectively sharing our strategy, uh, we were pushing that uh, into our broker dealers in a live presentation. Beyond that, uh, we used to do roundtables, and we actually uh, had stopped them for a year due to, to, to COVID and, and difficulty traveling. But uh, come March, we're rolling out uh, our first regional roundtable in probably about a year. And we'll, we're hosting that at the New York Stock Exchange. And what we'll do is we'll bring in some of our New York broker dealers. Uh, it's a regional event. And we'll do similar to what we did at the leadership conference, but we'll talk about strategy and vision and technology and make sure that what we're building is what you want, right? So we, we bring in our larger broker dealers, ask them where they see the market going, ask them what tools do they need, ask them about what they're seeing across the street and at the, at the com competing firms. And we make sure that our vision is aligned directly with them. So that's a regional event. We'll start in New York. We'll take it back down to Florida, and then we'll do somewhere in the Midwest. That'll take us three quarters, which will bring us back to the annual leadership conference that we'll handle at the end of the year. So when you talk about communications, I don't know that we could be much tighter than bringing the C-suite into regional events to tell people directly in a room with them what we're looking to build. And when we talk about the future and what our strategy is moving forward. So strategy and future is a holistic offering crossing banking uh, as well as brokerage. So you've seen us start to build out pieces. We acquired a robo advisor and now we have managed portfolios called Access Invest where the individual investors can go in there and we're developing that out with tighter banking tools, tying it into uh, some of the banking APIs so that more information is there so that you could do your checking and your debit cards, as well as your car loans and your home loans. So all of that stuff is starting to come in. We rolled out a brand new API stack. 
So we had one, it was a little dated. We stepped that up over the last two years, built out an entire new stack, and we're starting to uh, integrate with some fintech firms, which will further develop that API stack out to make tech easier to integrate into our offering. Um, we move a lot by acquisition, and you'll see that from time to time. So three, three major acquisitions over the last couple of years were uh, the uh, robo-advisor that we had picked up, uh, core clearing, which is the clearing division uh, of Axos, uh, and then most recently, the acquisition of E-Trade, which thrust us forward into the custody space by delivering a custody platform, uh, a well-versed platform that had been operating for years under a couple different uh, entities, most recently under E-Trade, uh, and that is now our custody division. We're looking into things like stablecoin and crypto. So that should be something that you'll see uh, probably Q1, Q2 of next year. Uh, our clients want to see that, and we are, are doing everything we can to, to get that infrastructure set up. Uh, we're looking at new platforms and building new platforms so that customers have different access points into us, uh, different access points to view their accounts and view their statements and confirms and how to get information from us. We're working with other third-party providers to ensure that they have an option or options when it comes to trading technology uh, and handheld uh, technology to get into their phones and, and look at their accounts. So we're, we're looking at different channels for that. Uh, and again, we're always looking for that next acquisition, always looking to see what's out there to tie this in. But as we march forward with Axos, you'll see all the lines starting to come in and they're already we've got all our players on the field and you'll see them starting to make these moves and tighten up this offering so that over the next year, there's going to be multiple more rollouts. Uh, so definitely look for the press releases uh, and, and look for that evolution of the market uh, as we look not to disrupt, but to include everyone and give them this holistic offering that literally evolves the market from, from where we see it now into uh, the Axos holistic offering of the future. Michael, I think you nailed these. All right, Doug. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure as always. We thank you so much for joining us today. If you have more questions for Michael, visit axosclearing.com. And I'm sure somebody there will get in, you in touch with him and he'll follow up. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.